welcome back to the podcast of the Francis Asbury Society. This is episode 51, and today Vic Reasoner shares a devotion titled, Everything is Against Me. Now that doesn't sound very encouraging, but the reality of life is that we all find ourselves in those seasons where the world just seems to be crushing down upon us. And so Vic shares some good thoughts to help us through that, to keep our perspective right. And we think if you're in this season, that this will be a helpful devotion. If not, it'll be a good reminder for you uh, or for others that you know who enter into that season. So enjoy this devotion by Vic Reasoner. Well, the verse I picked uh, is Genesis 42, verse 36. And it reads like this. Everything is against me. And I thought that might be a good devotional for us this morning. I don't know if I should ask for a show of hands. I don't know if you feel that that's your circumstance this morning or not, but it was Jacob's circumstances at the lowest point in his life. Um, They were in famine mode. And if the family of Jacob was to have food, he must allow Benjamin to go back to Egypt. Simeon is already held there as a hostage. He's convinced that uh, Joseph was killed by a wild beast, and on and on it goes back. Basically, um, you get at the heart of Jacob in Genesis 47, verse 9, where he says, few and evil have been the days of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their sojourn. And so he's measuring himself by Abraham and Isaac, and he feels as though he does not measure up. He's in this crisis, that's a worldwide crisis, And it looks like uh, in order to eat, he has to surrender one child at a time almost. He's already lost Rachel, his favorite wife. Um, His son Judah has committed immorality with his daughter-in-law. And even going back to another low point in his life, uh, his daughter Dinah was, was raped. And so here he's judging himself. And he says, I don't measure up. He looks at the past and uh, remembers this this trail of disappointment. Uh, He's facing a momentous crisis at this moment, and it seems the only solution would be to leave the land of Canaan that was given to Abraham and move to Egypt. He has a tough decision to make. He's 130 years old, and he decides to do what he has to do. It's a 750-mile ride in what must have been something like a covered wagon. But as he journeys to Egypt, God speaks to him in Genesis Genesis 46. I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, 
and I will also bring you up again. And Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. That's, that's tremendous when God gives us that kind of reassurance. But there are those times when his presence is not as close or as real, and we feel like everything is militating against me. You know, in a moment like that, you lose perspective. But uh, the rest of the story is that Jacob has 17 more years. And these will be the best years of his life. He will be reunited with Joseph. For 22 years, he believed a lie. He believed that Joseph had been taken from him. Now he finds out that Joseph is alive and well and ruler of Egypt. Before Jacob dies, he's going to lay hands on his family and bless them. And even beyond that, Jacob will bless Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh was the, was the uh, political superpower of that day. And for Jacob to bless the mightiest man alive implies that Jacob was even greater. He never dreamed at this dark moment that uh, God would be with him and give him those opportunities. Jacob would not be buried in Egypt, but some 430 years later, uh, the entire family, by now a nation, uh, two to three million strong, will, will leave Egypt, and they will bring the remains of Jacob with him. And so the greatest events of Jacob's life were still to be experienced, but in that dark valley, he thought, it's all over. Everything is against me. Now, I had not intended to, to share this with you, and then I finally overruled myself and decided to tell you that every time I read this passage, I go to a very specific place. I can visualize in my mind where I was so overwhelmed I felt such opposition, such frustration, such discouragement that I looked up into the sky and audibly prayed that the Lord would take me home. I couldn't see any way through. I couldn't see any hope. Now, there's a country song, I think, that says, thank God for unanswered prayers. That's a prayer that God didn't answer. And the interesting thing is I reflect back, that was well over 25 years ago. And if I could have, if I could go back into time right now, if I could have a talk with myself, I would say, look, the things you're struggling with now are, are nothing compared to some of the challenges you're going to face in the next 25 years. I mean, the challenges since that day have been far greater than any challenges that I thought I was dealing with at that time. But I would also tell myself, you can't believe some of the opportunities that are going to open up to you. And I don't want this to sound boastful at all. I have nothing to boast of. I have a lot to be thankful for. 
but the greatest ministry opportunities have come since that time when it looked like it was all over. I've had greater ad adversity and I've had greater victory since I thought it was all over. Well, it doesn't take any faith to quit. Um, but I think all of us maybe can identify with these moments when it feels as though everything is against us. Now, in Romans 8, Paul uh, makes this rhetorical statement, if God be for us, who can be against us? But sometimes we're more conscious of what we're pushing against than we are that God is for us. If everything is against me, and God is for me, then the best is yet to be. Now, I don't know who made that statement. Uh, sometimes it's, it's attributed to John Wesley. I know that in a poem, Robert Browning wrote, the best is yet to be. But uh, whoever gets credit for making the statement, that's the way we can live life. It doesn't take any faith to say everything is against me. It does take faith to say the best is yet to be, but it really is. It was true for Jacob, and I believe it could be true in our lives as well. Well, thank you, Vic, for that important word, and thank you for stopping by and giving us a listen. As always, it's a prayer and hope that these are encouraging to you. And if you find yourself in those seasons of um, where everything just seems against you, we would love to come alongside and pray for you. You can find all of our contact information at our website, francisasburysociety.com. And please drop us an email, give us a call at the office. It would be our joy and pleasure uh, to stand with you in prayer uh, through that time. Well, thanks again for stopping by and we will see you next week. God bless. Thank you.